0: hi guys welcome or welcome back to my podcast channel my name is olivia tutu the podcast butterfly thank you so much for all the consistent listeners i love you guys keep sharing keep supporting and keep those messages coming through if you're new we love you but god loves you more and you are Welcome to this family. Today's episode, I have a conversation with Makitu, and we speak about all things music, finance, and the hip hop industry, music industry in Zambia. So, yeah, join me on the other side as I have a word with the one and only King Booger. Hi again. So, of course, this is Unscripted with Leave with your one and only podcast, Butterfly now when you think of the entertainment industry the first thing you think of is money, bling, the cars, the houses and all the fine things in life but it's not always like that you know that saying not all that glitters is god yes today i have a conversation with maketu who's going to help us understand the entertainment industry as well as finances from his point of view from his perspective so um, i'm excited personally and i know i'm going to learn a lot because there's always a lot to learn from somebody who's been in the entertainment industry for over 15 years. Makiti, welcome to Unscripted with leave
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm excited, a little bit nervous, but uh, we gotta do what we gotta do. I'm gonna ask you this, I haven't asked this in a long while.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What was the thought that came to your mind when I asked you to come to the podcast?
1: Um, the podcast space has... Um, is really something that needs to be encouraged mm-hmm. um, I see podcasts as a way of us promoting our music, our projects in the future mm-hmm. um, like right now, one of the biggest platforms for Zambian music or Zambian artists or Zambian entertainers is visit podcasts mm-hmm. Um so many people listen or watch that yeah you know so um it's a space that we need to encourage Mm -hmm. um so you're like the fourth or fifth person who has asked me to do something with them Mm -hmm. and yeah it's something that i deliberately do i deliberately support different things that i feel like you know this will make sense in the future and i'll benefit from it
0: yeah Thank you so much for coming through, by the way, despite your busy schedule. Now, just for clarity's sake, and more so for me to have the right context, I want you to describe yourself under a minute. I was gonna ask you the cringy question who Makitu is, but I think we all know who you are. You, you are one of like the prominent Zambian artists. In fact, African artists we have. So I think that's a little bit cringy. So from your perspective, describe yourself under a minute.
2: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so
1: <clears throat> um, You know that saying I'd never blow your own horn mm-hmm. This is one of those things where um, If someone asked me How would you describe yourself I, I'd be like I wouldn't describe <laughs> myself I would let people describe,
0: describe me. You. Uh-huh. Because
1: sometimes people feel They're a certain way
0: mm-hmm.
1: But what they project out there is something completely different Yeah um all i know is every single day i wake up Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and i try to do better than i did yesterday yeah yeah some days are good some days are bad
0: some days are good. some days are bad now we're gonna get back we're gonna go down to the not so good days i'm assuming when you just started so you started your music career in 2002 right and am i correct yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah 2002 20.
1: 20. is the first time I entered like a professional recording studio. Uh-huh.
0: And at the time, you probably wanted to do music videos. You did music videos, yeah? And we're looking at entertainment and finance. Mm-hmm. How was it like for you when you got into the space of um, Zambian rap and hip-hop?
1: Um, so... 2002 is, is a long time ago. was mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Yeah. And I was, I think I was in the ninth, 10th grade or something. Yeah. Yeah, 10th grade. And I come from very rough background, so we couldn't even afford studio time. Mm-hmm. Even that same time when I entered the studio, um, some other one or some of us, for the studio time and needed a rapper Mm -hmm. so word spread around that there was a rapper in school me Mm -hmm. so they came to fetch me that's how I ended up in the studio
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, most of my early recordings um, I never even paid for those um, studio hours it was just basically from that moment onwards the producer liked what he heard Mm -hmm. and told me you know what you can come next Monday and you can record your own song and after I recorded that song he liked it so much that he kept me around he would make time for me to just go and record Mm -hmm. Um, even the first video that I ever did someone just felt like you know this is a nice song I can make a video for this Mm -hmm. Um, that's why I encourage young people young emerging artists like you don't have to have Everything all figured out, or money for everything. Mm-hmm. Sometimes all you need is your talent, and people can identify or can recognize that this person's God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, you can start from anywhere.
0: So now, after you start, you record your first song mm-hmm. and you do your first video. At what point did you start making money? Got money? What was mm-hmm. your. <laughs> I think. I
1: think when you. Mm-hmm when you start something like this, you forget about the money.
0: You forget about yeah, the money. You but how do you survive?
1: Even... So the music eventually becomes a business. But mm-hmm. if you are an emerging artist and you really, like, your main thing is to make money off this, you'll be disappointed. Yeah. I got into music the way doctors to decide mm, I need to be a doctor, I want to be a doctor or um, the way lawyers decide to be lawyers or mm-hmm. ABCD is first of all you have to identify that this is the one thing that I love mm-hmm. and this is something I would do for the rest of my life and feel no regret
2: Yeah,
1: it's purpose
2: mm-hmm.
1: so um, mm-hmm. I talk to young kids all the time and I tell them different, different things about career choices and career paths and how how you just need to pick the right thing because mm-hmm. that's where it starts from yeah you need to pick that thing that is really like what you were meant to do
2: mm-hmm.
1: it's important when you're young to try different different things so that it points you towards something and when you get there it's narrowed down to that one thing that you're meant to do yeah so, yeah, uh, quite early in my career, I knew music was that one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was growing up, I wanted to be an accountant because of my dad. But at some point, I just knew I was bad at math. <laughs> I sucked. You knew and or you saw it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, know I mm, I feel
0: a balance.
1: Why mm-hmm. would I do this, like, the rest of my life? Yeah. So... Even before I finished school, I knew accounting wasn't going to be for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And music is something that came naturally.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: once you bump into this thing that you're really meant to do, it's, it's not hard to tell. You feel alive when you do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in an era where I grew up where in a festival. Or um, nurses who shouted patients. Yeah all those things there there's evidence of people who are just not in the right place um you can even tell at uh
2: uyu
1: ni fiasa sanga ka ka imfon kamanesa karimunaka buyu yeswa kia munaka
2: yeah
1: or maybe they were not accepted kuba stre apply ko ingero wasanga they picked the first thing that they were expected at mm-hmm. accepted at so um you need to have passion for this thing cuz it's it's going in most cases it just doesn't happen overnight it takes a lot of years
2: mm-hmm.
1: sometimes someone can even have like a big song and still not make money mm-hmm. sometimes someone can be a really popular artist and not make the money
0: yeah i was going to get to that cuz i think i i think i first heard of some of your songs when i was about Nine ten, I remember Oh snap <laughs> I know And so for me In my mind Whenever I heard My Ketu I was like Yo this is a big name And this person Is probably Doing fine in life And so How did you maintain The popularity You had uh, with the, the the finances you had at the time Did you ever feel the pressure to perform the pressure to be the person they saw in the music videos? Um, or it was just you know what I would do what I have to do to make my music to To enable my music to sell and I will still be true to myself. I don't have the money yet I will I will live below my means or maybe once you've you got the, pop, the popularity you, just, you you decided to Now just live according to the brand you were trying to build
1: um, I think you should always evolve. Mm-hmm. And I think you should strike a balance between who you are and what you want to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what would make money or what makes business sense. It should always be that balance. Yeah. Um. Sometimes the person that you really are and what would make money, like mm-hmm. they two different things
0: yeah i have a friend who was thought to say for them to have a sellable brand they have to do certain things differently from who they are
1: definitely Mm -hmm. definitely but life is like that it's about balance you Mm -hmm. don't always get what you want Mm -hmm. and there's a way that you can remain authentic and true to yourself yeah but also find a way of um sacrificing a bit of that or trading off a bit of that with something that will actually make your brand pop or sell Mm -hmm. um I come from a very Zambian hip hop background but over the years my music has really evolved into something that's not only more commercial but more digestible by a lot more people Mm -hmm. um and sometimes you feel like, "Oh, okay, um, I'll be selling out when I do when I switch up too much.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: but the truth is if you're reaching more people with you doing this more commercial music and ABC then you're actually achieving the purpose mm-hmm. then staying true to yourself and listening to the music worker. <laughs> <to> <laughs> um so yeah um there are a bunch of uh business decisions that you have to make Mm -hmm. for you to survive in this industry
0: yeah now how do you strike a balance with because i'm assuming um first of all i read somewhere that you're one of the most paid musicians in the country yeah
2: okay highly paid uh
0: no uh one of the highly paid musicians we have in the country and so, of course, you have to maintain your brand, but then at the end of the day, you have to make financial decisions that are going to leave you in a space where you're stable and your financial sound. How do you make those decisions on uh, what car to buy, what investments to do, and also how to maintain the type of lifestyle you now have?
1: Um, like I said, this at some point, mm-hmm. Maybe let me just um, go back because I think um, I have no short
2: answers.
1: So if you stick up with a question. So I think um, let me just go back a bit. Um, like I said, there are three types of artists There's one artist who wants to remain true to themselves and artists who wants to make and authentic music, that's mm-hmm. just for them. They yeah. don't care if other people don't like it or want... They don't care. Yeah. They make music mm-hmm. for them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And they would never trade uh, a bit of them for anything.
2: Yeah.
1: Artist number one. Artist number two is someone who's in it for the cheese. They just want to make money. Mm-hmm. So if this is the new wave, my piano, they are singing a my piano.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If Afrobeat is the new, they are singing Afrobeat whatever is going to sell mm-hmm. then there's artist number three who I like to think I am an artist who strikes a balance between what they really like and what they feel is original
2: mm-hmm.
1: or authentic but also with what will sell and what will keep them relevant yeah. um, so either way all that stuff is about balance mm-hmm. is you are going to make business decisions and uh, those decisions are going to help you make money in this business.
0: Mm. So what was, when was the first time you ever invested aside from your music? Because I think a lot of upcoming artists are getting excited and take for instance i sing and then i do a music video their cars i'm wearing a gucci shoe whatever i will feel like that's the type of life i will need to maintain and so the minute i will get my first cash from the music video or from the record label that i'm signed under i will feel i need to maintain the lifestyle need to go to chicago's i need to wear the latest shoes get the hair and whatnot Forgetting to say, I will need to sustain myself. And you've spoken about uh, having a business mind and constantly reminding yourself that you are in it for the passion, but also to make a livelihood and stay relevant. Mm-hmm. So how, what, what was your first investment and when did you do that?
1: Um, so, showbiz money is like, and I think what helped me is that um, I started a long time ago. I started in... in in 2002, like I indicated, mm-hmm. but I think I only really became popular, like, maybe in 2011. Mm-hmm. That's when I actually, I did this song called, uh, Mami Niuze with Afunika.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the first song that I felt like, okay, this song, everybody knows it.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, what helped me is that from 2002 to 2011, Yeah. I had learned so many things about uh, the business mm-hmm. um i'd learned how i'd learned how to make money off the music i'd learned how to manage relationships in the building i'd learned in the, in the business i'd learned how to relate with fans mm-hmm. how to perform how how to build the brand and ABCD i'd learned so many things because it didn't happen overnight it took years mm-hmm. Uh, for me to get to a point where I'm actually making money. Yeah. So even though that same money that I was making,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I wasn't excited with it. Because whatever time you have working, the popular ones are Dandy and Baska, and mm-hmm. you are just like going there to warm, warm up the stage before the big dogs come out. They will for something. Then you start doing too much small, small events, then it go to a point where you are actually being paid big money. Mm-hmm. So because it happened like that I was never excited
2: with what I
1: bought, so none of that money was like spent carelessly yeah Yeah. you had
2: a plan
1: yeah so I'm guessing that's what helped me um, Mm -hmm. uh, make those decisions Mm -hmm. Um, of course there are a bunch of artists who um, today nobody knows them tomorrow they've got a big song and they're paid all this money and then and make careless decisions, but in our industry, we have what is called five minutes of fame or fifteen minutes of fame. When someone is in their prime, mm. when someone just coughs on a song and people buy, <laughs> but after a year or a few years, people move on to the next big thing. Yeah. So everybody knows that you have to diversify your income. You have to invest your money nicely because you you will not remain on top forever. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I learned because I have seen a lot of artists who used to be big, and now when you meet them, you're just like, "What happened to this guy?" Yeah, you know. So um, just me seeing those things kind of helped me make informed decisions.
0: Yeah. So now um, you have international recognition. Um, you did. You've done a song with AKA, and. Mm-hmm that blew up. And for me, honestly, I think there's like a bunch of Zambian artists we have that haven't gotten the recognition they deserve or the recognition we believe they deserve. Mm-hmm. But you have stayed relevant in the industry since 2011 because I'm I'm using that reference because that's the time frame you think you blew up up until now. You've been relevant in the industry, you've had value, and I think your value has grown over time what would you say is that one thing you've done consistently that has helped you stay relevant in the industry
1: um i kept on working i didn't wait till like oh i'm Then I go to the studio and try to revive myself yeah i think from the moment i i i I became popular i just kept my foot on the gas and just um kept on putting out music Mm -hmm. every year i have a big song somewhere Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's kept me relevant. Also, I work with different, different artists. I work with young people. I work with old veterans. Um, that keeps me relevant, but it also helps me evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, me working with artists like King lest or Your Maps or The Fake or makes, keeps my music young. Even young people are familiar with the music, meaning 10 years later, mm-hmm. when those... Uh, fans of mine who were like 15 and now 25, mm-hmm. they still
0: can relate uh, to same the Yeah, they
1: still can relate. They're still fighting on Twitter over 2 They're still <laughs> jumping at concerts.
0: Uh-huh. So it's basically constantly working. Constantly working and putting out your craft out there. Now, um, yeah. the other thing I'd like to find out is how you've so this value, yeah? And One of the books that I recently got done reading uh, has a quote that is now my favorite which says, your network is only your net worth if you can use your network to remove obstacles or to create opportunity for yourself. And over the years, I've seen you interact with different people from different fields. I've seen you interact with politicians, with entrepreneurs, with different people, Um, how relevant is it for one's career especially creatives because i think the way creatives make money is for them to constantly be um in interaction with the different spectres of life so uh but for some reason you find that people who are doing music are only with the people that are doing music and stuff like that so how relevant is it for one's career especially if you're a creative an artist is it to constantly engage with different stakeholders politicians entrepreneurs bankers and all that
1: um so it's only like in developing industries like ours Mm -hmm. let me give you a a little backstory to to what i'm about to say Mm -hmm. in africa i think we have like 54 countries the music that is really like taking over the continent or is big is only music from nigeria south africa tanzania kenya ghana and maybe congo Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like a handful yeah. all these other artists other countries where you don't know any artists like uh, Botswana, do you know any artists from Botswana?
2: no <laughs> do you know
1: any artists from uh, Namibia? Mm-mm. so um, all these guys have amazing music and they have amazing artists but I think why they are not making music that's as, as, as big as African music and Nigerian music is, is because their industry is still developing. There's still a lot of work that they need to do at home mm-hmm. before they can conquer the continent. Yeah. That's the same um, space we're in.
2: Yeah. Of
1: course, Zambia has been making amazing music for years, but there's still things that we need to do here before we even start thinking of going out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I feel like um, that is what really has held us back. We haven't done our homework. What was your question again?
0: My question was, how relevant is it for one's career, those that are in the creative space, to interact with different people from different states?
1: Okay, so now (laughs) I get why I was explaining all that stuff. Okay, so what I was getting at is in a developed uh, industry mm-hmm. an artist like myself is supposed to have a manager overall, a finance manager mm-hmm. um, social media manager, mm-hmm. a stylist a photographer, a videographer a designer, an image builder like a bunch of people Yeah, you have, you're supposed to have management like uh, 10 15 people mm-hmm. management unfortunately Our industry right now cannot support any of those things. Mm -hmm. So you'd find that the artist (laughs) a lawyer, (laughs) a booking agent, a stylist. So in in normal circumstances, if you are creative, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: the only thing that you're supposed to do, you can do other things, but the only thing that we're going to hold you accountable to Mm -hmm. is doing your creative work. Mm -hmm. that's it you don't have to be like a great uh legal person you're not supposed to know accounting to the letter you're not supposed to know how to file taxes Mm -hmm. you're supposed to have people for all those things so we just find ourselves in a space where because our industry cannot afford all those things Mm -hmm. we learn these things Mm -hmm. when i was starting out i used to make my own videos because i couldn't afford to hire a videographer or have someone make Stuff. It's the same thing, even now. I manage my own social media. I've got a guy who posts different, different things, but I manage it for the most part.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I've had to learn how to do all those things because our industry, again, doesn't mm-hmm. support uh, for us like me to hire 10 people. So even those things that we do, like interacting with different people and trying to get in different spaces. Mm-hmm. Initially, I'm not even supposed to do that.
2: Mm.
1: My management team is supposed to make sure they bridge the gap between the music that I make and the corporates and um, create relationships where I get to get endorsements and ABCD. Yeah, But because... business cannot afford that right now Mm -hmm. I I find myself making all those decisions and going an extra mile to create these relationships with all these different uh, people politicians businessmen Mm -hmm. different different people and I guess um, we can't just sit here and feel sorry for ourselves we have to do what we can to make the business survive Mm -hmm.
0: now what's the one thing you think you did when you were young that has brought you
1: where you are at right now um i believed in myself and i believed um what i wanted was possible Mm -hmm. um because that has really um, gotten me through so many things um they say ignorance is bliss and um they say there's no knowledge that is power that is not power like knowledge is powerful Mm -hmm but sometimes the knowing restricts you yeah. It like you know what's possible and what's not possible so you don't even act on certain instincts because you just tell yourself this is not possible
2: mm-hmm.
1: but ignorance has a way of just making you go all out so I believed in myself and I didn't even know what was possible and what was not so I just went out there and did what I felt um, I needed to do and it really help me mm-hmm. um, I was putting out music and saying things that were very unconventional mm-hmm. that people who had been in the industry were literally their jaws were dropping and think what did he just say mm-hmm. you know but just because I used to do those things it separated me from the crowd and helped me get here mm-hmm. so I think that's the one thing I did I had confidence in myself and I believed in myself so much that it became infectious, or is it contagious?
0: Contagious. (laughs) Yeah,
1: other people started believing it too.
0: Mm -hmm. The world has evolved, the world in general, the music industry too, but the world in general has evolved. Uh, We now have social media and social media is one of the powerful tools that we have. Uh, What are some of the differences do you spot out from way back and now, when you were starting out as an artist uh, compared to now for the upcoming artists?
1: Um, again, like sometimes You it, they only make sense in hindsight, like Mm -hmm. 10 years later, when you look back and just see where you've come from, you just see things that fell in place. It wasn't even your doing like me when I, um, when I was in school, I realized I wanted to do music. But when I finished school, I realized also that the only music schools in Zambia prepare you to be like a music teacher or a lecturer. <laughs> I don't know a single person who went to school yeah. for music and is actually an artist making dope music. I don't know a single person. Mm-hmm. So I knew the best way I was going to learn this thing that I want to do for the rest of my life was yeah. to actually be an intern somewhere or to practically do it or be around music or studios. Mm-hmm. So I became an intern for this um, place called um, Zidilia Media Inc. And they had an internet cafe. So when social media was just picking up before Facebook, before Twitter, before Instagram, when we had like High Five or MySpace or um, Messenger, mm-hmm. that's when... I got on the internet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I got on the internet in 2004. Mm-hmm. So I've seen the internet space or social media evolve into what it is or grow into what it is. And right now, it's probably one of the biggest marketing tools right now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I've seen it. And um, I like to think of myself as a middle child in the industry because. You can't really classify me as the old musicians, mm-hmm. and you can't even classify me as the new wave. Mm-hmm. Um, when I think of the ones that came before me, or the legends, or JK, Danny, Exile, those guys. Mm-hmm. Think of the new cats, Nadasha, Chansa, uh, Maps, these new guys. Mm-hmm. I'm all of the middle chart. The old guys, are you a too? The you guys are abakamba Mm -hmm. so um, I've seen how the older musicians um, had it rough because the whole industry evolved into this social media frenzy where labels were not pushing um, as much as they were uh, in the past Mm -hmm. and literally every artist had to survive on their own they had to build like some sort of presence online and they had to interact with, the, with their fans and there was literally no middle person between the creative and his fans mm-hmm. so i've seen like older artists struggle with this tech swervy world mm-hmm. and i've seen how the new kids just know their way around the internet so they've used it to their advantage mm-hmm. So, um, I feel I've done pretty well. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I'm still learning. Social media is consistently changing. It's almost like it's a moving trend. What worked yesterday is definitely not going to work today or tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You have to evolve with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. And um, would you say it's easier to blow up now as compared to back in the day because of social media?
1: Yes and no. Um, back then if your song plays on Radio Phoenix you made it <laughs> uh-huh. but now if a song plays on radio it's like there are like 30 other radio stations yeah. right now mm-hmm. it's like radio TV they don't have the same impact they had years back
2: yeah.
1: and even on the internet back then mm-hmm. there were, we didn't have this many studios so we didn't yeah. have this many songs Mm -hmm. Um, If you record your song and you get it on the internet people had very few content to consume so chances are people would listen to your song somehow. Right now um, I know studios that record at least two songs a day Mm -hmm. so meaning in a month they record 60 songs.
0: that's a lot
1: yeah and that's just one studio we have 200 other studios Mm -hmm. you know around the country so there's a lot of content Mm -hmm. and even just because there's so many studios there's so many artists and because um, I don't know if it's this stardom or the celebrity life that everybody is embracing so many people want to be artists or musicians or mm-hmm. popular so a lot of people want to make music so right now um, it's easier to do certain things
2: mm-hmm.
1: but it's harder to blow up because there's just so much content out there um, okay great you have a nice voice great you've got a great song <laughs> uh-huh. great yeah there are 200 other great songs so what makes yours different
0: nice Um, Before I let you go I know we're running out of time Uh, Your reality TV show is coming out Um, And I think The time we were were coming here I was asking Questions here and there just to figure out Why you're doing it And how it's going to be Can you just give us a little bit of some insights On why you're doing it And when it is likely to be out
1: Um, The TV reality show is called King Booga Mm -hmm from Copeland to the world.
0: And it's going to be the first in Zambia, right?
1: Um, Not really. Mm-hmm. I I believe a couple of people have... Um, Iris did a whole season that just... I don't know, for some reason, it just never it, it, went it live. Did it didn't um, Cleo, Kuni, and I don't know who else mm-hmm. did something called Lusaka Hustle, which was also just um, cancelled or continued yeah but it it just never the first season wasn't even complete they put it down so this is going to be like our third attempt Mm -hmm. as Zambia to put out like a reality TV show for
0: I pray it's a success
1: yeah so a little it's it's really like a uh, a self-explanatory reality tv show it's king boga from coppola to the world mm-hmm. so it's mostly about me mm-hmm. but i like to think of it like it's the industry through my eyes yeah because there are so many other um, creatives in this mm-hmm. um, ben lombe is in it Daddy's wow in it <laughs> um is uh, in it toela is in it mm-hmm. rough Kidnez. Just so many, so many different people, mm-hmm. um, even people who are just not uh, musicians or entertainment industry like um dumisani, the radical entrepreneur is in it
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah um, why I did it is because I feel like it's the right time for me to to do something like this It's the next step for me, especially mm-hmm. for someone who feels like i need to pass the torch to the next uh market or the next big thing Mm -hmm. um it's always time to leave the stage whilst uh people are still clapping so i'm slowly transitioning into like um content production Mm -hmm. and um artist management
0: nice yeah so now, before I let you go, for the young, yeah? You said that. Before. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said I have two questions. So this okay. is my last question. Uh, for the young creative out there, be it um, a photographer, musician, actress, um, a journalist, whoever it is out there who's trying to get into the Zambian entertainment industry, what's the advice you would give them as they start out? That's um, just everything in general.
1: Um. I think the first thing is and I mentioned this earlier, the first thing is you need to find out that one thing that you are meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if I look at people like Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Ronaldo or Messi or Tiger Woods or you know like this is that one thing that they were meant to do. Yeah. You don't picture Hussein bot behind a desk somewhere as an accountant. Mm-hmm. If you do that one thing that you were meant to do First of all, you it comes naturally. It's easier to be great at something you are meant to do than to train your whole life to do something that you are not meant to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if I decided or if I was really hard-headed and decided I was going to be an accountant, I don't think I would have really failed at it. I, I don't think I can fail. Mm-hmm. But it would mean like every single day I have to work on me affecting this and every single day would be hell because I would be forcing myself to do something that doesn't come naturally
2: yeah.
1: um, so that's like my first point is you have to find that one thing that you are meant to do
2: mm-hmm.
1: two is it's not going to be easy it takes a long time it takes um, the road to success is rough you have to be resilient and determined but again, if you pick the right thing, your love for it will always um, make it easier. Um, my whole career hasn't been easy. Um, um, last year in August, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but last year, uh, slightly before elections and after elections, our career f- almost felt like it was ending mm-hmm. because of the backlash that I got. Yep. But what kept me going is the love that I have for music. Mm-hmm not all days will work exactly the way you you think they will. Um, it won't always be sunshine and rainbows. There will be rough days, a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And your love for what you do is what keeps you going. Yeah. Um, the third thing is not to be afraid of uh, being different. You need to impress your 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 uniqueness Mm -hmm. because I think that's what sets you apart there are times when um, we've had conversations around music where people are like uh, the reason why Zambian music is not going far is because you guys don't even sing in English (laughs) Like, your music is (laughs) boon ABCD but I look at it like this I look at it like why celeb Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think you can go anywhere where someone sounds like y True. You know, there's so uh, much music that's just like authentic. And when people hear it, I've had a bunch of artists come in the country and when I sit down and talk to them and play some music for them, Mm -hmm. the ones that really get them are the the very Zambian ones. Yeah. They don't want to listen to something that sounds Nigerian. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they invented that you can't beat them at their own game mm-hmm. what's always interesting is Jazia is a mom who is a I'm like what is one of its
0: kind um,
1: yeah so um, I encourage people to embrace their uniqueness and um, even as you look at this thing as as a business and you you've you already study what's going to work you shouldn't be afraid to be different and to uh, keep a bit of yourself in there the last thing is um, um it starts with you mm-hmm. you have to have some sort of plan mm-hmm. um study yourself you're the one who is with yourself Uh been with yourself your whole life you know yourself more than any other person you know your strengths you know your weaknesses use all you do is just study what you want to do and use your strengths to conquer maximize on your strengths and minimize on your weaknesses Mm -hmm. Um, I know exactly what tempo I'm supposed to sing it I know exactly what keys I sound best at I know the tone of my voice mm-hmm. I know by the way this is this is the way I talk usually but on a, on a song I'll be like <laughs> because that's what I've discovered works for me to do what I do mm-hmm. so you need to discover certain things about yourself that makes sense or sets you apart or what people like the most then minimize on the things that they don't like there um, there were times when not really bored off stage but I felt like "Mm, I think people didn't feel that way and I (laughs) minimized on doing music like that and really focused on the stuff that was really working Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know and that type of stuff no one can tell you nobody because like my formula get the same formula give it to another artist it's not gonna work they're not me mm-hmm. people respond differently to different people yeah um there's stuff that I'd get away with and there's stuff that I just wouldn't mm-hmm. um Bobby East or Neslong Long would say ass ah, so on a song and it's cool it's just another day if Ebo Chungo Pompey said that, mm-hmm. end of their career. Mm-hmm. You know, so all of us have like uh, our own path. Mm-hmm. Um you need to figure out what works for you.
0: Yeah.
1: And apply. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I know you're tired and I know you literally had to squeeze me into your business schedule, but I really appreciate this um guys we have come to the end of this episode i hope you enjoyed it because i did there's a lot that i learned i'll probably have to go back and just listen and listen and listen and listen and of course don't forget to share this podcast with your friends your family and everybody you want to grow with remember the season is all about growing 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 and like i say i'm gonna say it again i don't want to be known for what i'm against i want to be known for i'm for and i am for people regardless of who you are i love you but god loves you more see you next week sometime simplest bye we